Yeah, no worries. Okay, okay, no problem. Right there. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Brilliant, mate. That's Check. about right. That's about right. Okay, okay. Brilliant. So, um, you've seen the questions, haven't you? That I sent you. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I had a brief look at them. And you're okay with those questions? Yeah, that's fine. Um, in terms of how um expansive, do you want me to go into or more? Um, uh, uh, the more detailed, the better. Really, the more you want to say, the better for, for me. If I'm totally honest. Okay, okay. And I was gonna say, could you send me a copy of like the audio and stuff afterwards? Yeah, mate. Of course, definitely. Yeah. And I'll let you know when the show goes out as well. Oh yeah, that would be great too. Yeah. Are, are you familiar with Scratch at all? Um, I've heard a bit of stuff, but I haven't um been able to get down there like and check it out or anything. I did know um. A guy called Richard who was producing like a show called Live Arts on there before, but um, right. he played some of our my stuff and um, I did like an interview somewhere else, but I haven't actually been down there or got familiar with the place or anything myself. So we, ah, okay. maybe we could build a connection or something. Oh, definitely, mate. Definitely, I'll, I'll be it'd be on on a team, mate. To be honest, I think you're quite a established guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that, man. No, no worries, mate. No worries. So, um, do you want to start the interview? Is that alright? Um, yeah, that's fine. Let's go for it. Brilliant. Okay. So, can you explain who you are, please? Um, yeah, just as a brief introduction, um, I go by the name Fonzie Neutron. Um, I'm a creative producer based out of Birmingham, UK. Um, I'm also known as the emissary about that, and you know, about that is an entertainment production company which we have based in the UK that we produce digital media. Primarily hip hop and urban based, but we do that worldwide and stuff. But we we're, we're based out of Birmingham, UK. Brilliant, thank you very much. Um, so doing a bit of research on you, yeah, I noticed that you have some sort of connection to Masterpiece label No Limit, yeah, and also Tupac's Root, The Outlaws. So could you just explain that connection to me, please? Yeah, well, um, just to explain more on that connection, we represent for um No Limit Global and No Limit Forever, which is definitely an honor and a privilege to us ourselves because, you know, growing up and and just being um, immersed within the hip-hop culture and seeing ourselves, you know, which really transcended us into developing and making our own stuff. But those guys were like heavy influences. So over the years, we've been able to establish connections by, you know, keeping it solid and, and being like the type of fans that supported the movements and, and the artists and the guys behind it and the business. So within that, we've been able to work in with No Limit and direct a lot of their international relations and stuff, do tour management, uh, global talent relations and stuff with the outlaws and stuff as well. So, um, And what we've been able to do is work in a situation where us as guys from the UK who were fans of like No Limit and fans of the outlaws and Tupac and stuff simultaneously, but within hip-hop, a lot of aficionados will know that those guys never necessarily got to work together in that capacity, but we've been able to come like years later and sort of bridge a gap between those two cliques and bring sort of like a collective um, thing together and stuff. So there's going to be more stuff developing like backwards and forwards with No Limit and the Outlaws, which, you know, we're proud to be a part of and stuff as well. So that's sick, man. That is proper sick, mate. Appreciate um, it. Currently, you're in Holland at the moment. Yeah. Is that to do with anything with No Limit or The Outlaws, or are you just out there for other business? Uh, I'm out here on some other business working with, um, at the same time, like, 
everything we do and we represent, we still fly the flag of, of No Limit and Outlaws. So, you know, we're promoting our website about that online at the minute, which is heavily features a lot of content, exclusive content from the Outlaws, from No Limit, like interviews, videos. Um, we've got some exclusive stuff that we shot in New Orleans, Louisiana with Master P and stuff as well. So, um, we're always representing at the minute, you know, some of the stuff we're working on out here is with um, some some Russian producers, some Spanish producers, and the guys out here in Holland from Utrecht, the city called Utrecht, and um, these guys are called the Dirty Dogs, they do quite a lot of stuff themselves out here, and um, we're just establishing more of an international connection and just um, expanding it a lot more because within the states to europe and dubai there's a few other places where we have like a team of promoters and djs and stuff what we all work collectively internationally but we're just putting the platforms together and putting the bridges together where artists from different places across the world can get their music heard in different regions and at the same time work shows in different regions and stuff like that as well because over the years music has definitely become very diverse and we're at a time now where a lot of people have been listening to the same music and, and have been assimilated into the same culture, but they haven't necessarily been able to connect with each other. With the internet, it's a beautiful thing because people are able to establish those connections and at the same time, if you're fortunate to take it one further and make those physical connections, then um, it, it can be quite beneficial. Yeah, so the point that you just touched on there was um, the kind of how global music's gone. Yeah. Um, so where around the world has music taken you? Um, well, from, I mean, I've been quite a few places, but if I was to focus on from, say, 2014 to 2016, I decided on doing um, a series called The Adventures of Fonzie Neutron. So within that, I said, we're going to take the, the about that movement and, you know, to as much places around the world as we can. So we did a few places out in the Caribbean, um, America, Chicago, um, Louisville, a few states out there, um, Spain, Germany, we did Greece, you know, we're in the Netherlands now and we're in talks of developing some stuff out in Russia and um, Australia, a few other places over the next upcoming months and stuff like that. So yeah, from 2014 to 2016, we've, we've covered quite a bit of ground, I'd say. Brilliant. So um, you, you did mention earlier that you're working with some producers from Russia and Spain. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really good thing when, when artists can work together, even though that's not their first language sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but for part of my research, I've realised that um, when the Brexit actually happened, that artists may need visas to go and tour in Europe yeah. and, and just generally go there as well. Um what is your thoughts on artists needing that, that paperwork to spend that money to do that? Yeah, I think um, it's one of those situations where, like, everything that we deal with in society, there's always going to be um effect from every cause. And, and, and the cause at the minute for for Brexit, which we'll probably go into more, is, is um, it, it's, it's brought about its implications. Now, I think for a lot of artists, especially those independent artists who depend a lot on being able to travel and you know freely be able to access different terrains different markets especially within Europe and stuff like that um, it will be a bit of a, an additional hassle I'd say if it goes the route where everybody's going to have to need visas and stuff like that I mean if it's something where perhaps there's some consideration that may be made for people who travel regular or people who you know work within certain professions perhaps that may be 
that may be there somewhere. But yeah, it's definitely gonna. We don't know just yet, but it's definitely a conversation that a lot of people are having already and stuff as well. Because even as I'm out here now, it's a conversation that is many people are speaking about the same thing and saying, "Is that what's going to happen soon?" And it we'll have to see the effect once it comes into place. But I think all we can do is best prepare for it and stuff like that. And if we're prepared mentally for it, at least we're prepared for it. And um, because I look at it as like when I go to the states and places like that, you gotta just you know you just gotta do it you pay the extra you you fill out the form and stuff like that so um hopefully it won't be something that's too stringent but at the same time it will have its effect undoubtedly on, on a lot of people um do you think for yourself personally that you may be put off going into europe because of that visa price or will you still go there and not necessarily just focus on the UK? Yeah, I'd say, well, that's the thing. I mean, for somebody like myself, I'd say um, I'd be looking, I'd have to weigh up the numbers and, and say it's dependent upon, um, A, what I'm going to do out there in the business or what I'm going to, you know, get from the trip. Um, if it's something that is ridiculously priced, which, you know, we can't say at the minute because we don't know, then who knows? It might be something where we'd be like, okay, well, we're not going to pay that. But with that being said, with the type of work that I do and... I think I'd still be traveling and stuff like that because I couldn't solely put my focus on just the UK because as we spoke about with just music and um, being able to to reach such global places and stuff like that, I think it's it's very linear to just focus on one place. I mean, if, if that works for you, then fine. But I think if you've got the ability or if you've got, um, you know, something that you can offer to different places and stuff like that as well, then you just got to go for it and then just um, deal with the hurdles as they come up. Okay. So um, you were on Sky News when the referendum actually happened, yeah. um, giving your views about Brexit. So for those who didn't see that, can you explain your views about that now? Yeah, and, um, God, yeah. I mean, similarly to what I was saying then with Sky News, I, I think it was something that was coming and dare I say at a time it was something that probably um, needed to happen just in terms of a lot of I don't want it to sound like it was um, people's opinions like because I think when a lot of people focus on Brexit they look at it and they say that they, they think it was a sign of like bigotry or people are, you know don't want certain people in the country and stuff like that we've recently done um some studies and some vox pops and stuff on immigration that we're going to be releasing where we've gone out to the public and asked people's opinions on topics like immigration and brexit and stuff like that so um you know i think my standpoint of how i was how i'm looking at it is even being a traveler and a lot of the places i've visited speaking to people like just the common people just people who come from you know the local areas the local communities and speaking and and when they're telling me that the effect of how things have um, affected their economy or their nation since they've been a part of um, the whole EU and stuff like that. So there's places like Greece, even out here in um, Holland, you talk to some people and they'll tell you how things have changed for them over the years and things have got more difficult and stuff like that. So me always trying to steer from a, this idea of a, just a whole one-dimensional sort of totalitarian sort of system and stuff I think there was a few things that I had in play where I was thinking no I think just the time right now it'd be good for us to step back as a nation here and, and deal with some of the things that we need to deal with and give people an opportunity to heal and develop and grow together and stuff like that 
But um, I think at the time it was something that definitely needed to happen. And I think now we're just going to have to see how, um, as I said, the effects that come from it. But I still stand with 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 us exiting and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a test for a lot of people. And um, we've just got to be best prepared for it. So, really, I'm focusing on the British urban music industry. Okay. And um, it, I, it's not really said, and I, for whatever reason, I don't know why that is, but the British music industry in general is a huge part of the British economy. So with British uh, with Brexit happening, what do you see in the future of British urban music? Um, well, I think... Well, I do see quite. A, it's going to be interesting because at the minute I see quite a rise on the just in the in the independence scene. In terms of there's a lot of artists that are just have the ability and the resources to produce their own stuff, and and a lot of it's really taken off and stuff like that. So, um, I think as long as there's that sh- that strong sort of independence scene, people will still be able to do what they're doing but it would be very limited then because once you you're constricted to sort of be in one place or unless you've got that range to, to really travel and move around and stuff like that and especially if we're talking like the urban scene a lot of these artists um it, it may sound, sound quite stereotypical but there are a lot of them who have like you know whether it's travel or legal issues and stuff like that so I think there will be a lot of um the music may change which to me would be a good thing because I think especially from a commercial standpoint even though I understand all energies of music and expression I think a lot of it that comes out nowadays is is just you know too negative and stays in sort of one zone and doesn't really challenge anybody to think and stuff like that so maybe we're going to start seeing a time like um, sort of where we had in the 60s going into the 70s where people are becoming just more socially conscious and stuff and putting a lot of that back into the music and stuff. I think from some of the young artists and stuff that I'm hearing nowadays that are coming up and developing that are a, a very socially aware and stuff like that as well. You mentioned Sky News. There were some young guys that um that was on there with the interview and stuff as well. And these guys, for young people, you know, you could have a conversation with them about politics and they would express their opinions and they're, they're relaying that back into their music. So if we're going to see um, a change within the urban scene where people are going to start speaking about some stuff that matters and addressing it from the right standpoint, then I think that could be good. So if we're looking at the, the flip side of it, for example, so over the last um, like decade or so, I'd say that British urban music has really kind of exploded over Europe. Yeah. We've got artists like Dizzy Rascal and, and people like that going over there regularly doing shows. Regular, yeah. Um, and so do you think because that used to be on our doorstep and it might not be the case anymore, do you think that more artists are more prone to go to America now and try it over there? Yeah, I think definitely some will. And um, I'd say the... The, the good thing within that is at one stage America did seem as such um on uncharted territory and I think a lot of artists felt as though you know America's that big place and you, you don't really want to go there or you've got to like conquer everybody else before you get there so to speak and um I mean I always sort of went the opposite and went straight to America and, and done stuff that way and it was able to work for me that way but and it wasn't so to speak, like I was going straight for America, but just in terms of, I'd say, my passion and 
just the the frequency that I was vibing at was was quite neck and neck with what was being produced in America at the time. Um, I'd say the good thing now is I digress is America's opened up also to to listening to music from the UK and stuff as well and understanding that it's not just one side of music from here because when I used to go to America before they was only familiar with a few artists and it was mainly a lot of the garage or the UK grime sort of artists and but now we've got um a lot more of the the UK rap scene and, and a lot of the UK hip hop scene that's it's been here for years but it's been exploded a bit more and has become accepted worldwide. I mean I mentioned traveling. One thing I've noticed is a almost everywhere I've been, even though the the accents and the, the the styles are somewhat different, there's so much elements that are the same that everybody is taking from everywhere. Like I've been in Jamaica and I've heard guys taking elements of of stuff like that the London or the ground guys are doing. You, you hear guys doing it in the States, you go you're out here in Holland and guys are taking bits from the States and everybody's sort of mixing things up. So um at the same time it, it's opened up a market of listeners that maybe wouldn't have listened before so i think it would be good if some guys do have a you know have a crack at um the us so to speak but they just have to be prepared and know then that you can't go to america with anything that they've sort of done before so to speak because at the same time they've done all that so they're looking for something new and something different so you've got to be still creatively different enough yourself yeah, that, that's very true, because every, everyone that's gone to America and sort of been successful has always been a kind of pioneering style for America anyway. Yeah, for America at least, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, thank you for talking to Swansea. I really, talking to Swansea, I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries. I mean, thanks for um, the interest and thanks for, you know, the conversation. I appreciate having some good conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm glad, mate. I'm glad. Nah, no worries. And um, have you got, is that is that everything that you guys need and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think so, mate. I'll, I'll just edit it down and stuff. So when when it goes out and stuff, I'll just let you know. Okay, no worries. Well, I, I'm gonna be back in um anything else. Just you know, keep me updated and and stay in contact. And um, I'll be back in the UK like the first week of January. So anything after that, if you wanna you know catch up or we you know we look at what stuff we may be able to do, especially at the radio and stuff as well. So um, you know. Brilliant, mate. Well, I, saying that, I'm actually um doing a documentary at the moment about sampling in hip hop. Okay. Because um, it's something that I'm really passionate about. So that's if interesting. You have any kind of like anything to provide for that, that would be sad for me. Oh yeah, no, that sounds good. Sounds good. So is really, do mate. you do a lot? Do you do like a lot of filming and documentary stuff? And where do you um showcase your stuff? Well, I'm doing a masters at the moment in, yeah. in radio and audio production, so it's all radio based. Okay. So it's okay. a radio documentary. Cool. Um, and I'm just looking to get it onto you know places like One Extra and that really. Yeah. 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 So okay. Best I can. Cool. Well, I, even now I've got like some DJ contacts and stuff that once it's together, I could you know help send you send it free to Westwood and different people and stuff like that as well. Oh, man, so that'd be awesome. I can't I can't promise they'll play it, but you know <laughs> I can send it. Yeah, the contacts enough, mate. Yeah, no worries then. All right then, bro. All right. Cheers for that, Fonzie. Thank you. All right. Much appreciated. Right. You have a good day. All, All right. right. Nice one.